0: This is a Seven West Media podcast. Hi, welcome to News Fix from Seven News. I'm Cyan Doherty. Thanks for joining me. Julian Assange is the founder of WikiLeaks a non-profit group that publishes sensitive material on war, spying and corruption. He was arrested last Thursday afternoon after living for almost seven years in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Assange came to worldwide attention in 2010 when WikiLeaks released military and diplomatic documents gathered by Chelsea Manning, a former US Army intelligence analyst. WikiLeaks also released more than 250,000 diplomatic cables and was allegedly involved in hacking activities during the 2016 US presidential elections. So how did Assange end up in the Ecuadorian embassy? Why was he arrested? And what happens next? Master Crazy Horse 18. Come on, let us shoot Come on, fire
1: We have already released uh, thousands of cables by Hillary Clinton Hillary had
0: no defense for her secret speeches to Wall Street and which were exposed by WikiLeaks
1: The notion of Julian Assange, journalist slash freedom fighter is one that
0: WikiLeaks Wiki walks like a hostile intelligence service and talks like a hostile intelligence service Julian Assange is no hero, he's hidden from the truth for years. Undisclosed criminal charges against WikiLeaks founder,
1: Julian... We're breaking news right now, Julian Assange under arrest this morning. British police arrived at the Ecuador embassy and arrested... In the United Kingdom, no one is above the law.
0: Uh, I know nothing about WikiLeaks, it's not my thing. Alright, we got a guy with an RPG. come on to Fire this is a dark day for journalism.
1: Julian Assange, uh,
0: I do hope you get free one day. I wish you the best. Thank you for being with us. Laurel Irving is the Europe correspondent for Seven News and is based in London, where Assange has been based. Laurel, he's an incredibly controversial figure, but who is Julian Assange and how did this all get started?
1: Yeah, he's one of those divisive figures, isn't he? Everybody has an opinion on him one way or the other. To yeah. um, to people who support him, he is uh, a freedom fighter, um, pushing for journalistic integrity and independence. To other people, he's simply a threat to national security. He's certainly someone who inspires strong opinions. We know that he was uh, in the embassy in Ecuador for nearly seven years. I don't think any of us can really understand what that was like. Was that the plan? Like when he went in, obviously he didn't
0: think he'd be there for seven years and he's gone in to try and avoid jail, but it's almost
1: like he it was self-inflicted jail in a way. It's hard to know what he was thinking or what he thought the end game was. When he went in, he obviously was must have been hoping that somehow the international situation would have been resolved. We know last year that, for instance, his lawyers, because the original Swedish charges were dropped simply because the investigators couldn't get access to the main suspect. And so they dropped that investigation. And at that point, his lawyers argued, well, we should drop this charge about skipping bail as well because we knew that if he was arrested for skipping bail and was in custody, that uh, Assange and his lawyers feared that he would then be handed over to the US um, to be extradited to the US to face charges there. Why did he go to the Ecuadorian embassy of all places? For Julian Assange, his fate rested on the... Political situation in Ecuador. So the previous Ecuador president was very much sympathetic to his cause. He was the one who grant, granted him asylum.
0: I thank President Correa for the courage he has shown in considering and in granting me political asylum. But
1: then uh, Ecuador changed presidents, and the new president of Ecuador not sympathetic to Julian Assange's cause at all and, in fact, has been made trying to make it as distinctly uncomfortable for Julian Assange as possible, putting quite strict terms and conditions on his uh, time there and then uh, had sent him notifications saying, we need you to do more and we need you to clean up after yourself. Your personal hygiene is poor. You need to clean up after your cat. We know that there were surveillance cameras put in. Uh, so then Julian Assange tried to fight back and then uh, Ecuador, then last week, accused him of a of a string of offences, mistreating his guards, smearing feces on the wall, covering up security cameras, and uh, and some of the security footage from his time inside the embassy has now been leaked to an organisation in Spain. So it was becoming increasingly hostile and in a sense what happened last week wasn't a huge surprise and certainly the media had been on edge for a few days expecting some sort of movement so it wasn't a huge shock when we saw him finally be arrested and because they stripped him of that asylum and then basically that withdrew all of his legal protections. So then Ecuador knew that he still had an arrest warrant out for skipping bail. So they rang British authorities and uh, British authorities turned up. Julian Assange was arrested this morning by British police at the embassy of Ecuador. According to Metropolitan Police, he is now in custody at a central London police station... And we know that Julian Assange, from what was said in court, was uh, yelling, this is not lawful, I'm not leaving, this is not lawful, and tried to push past the officers. And they said in court that he resisted arrest and at that point basically had to lift him up and carry him into the van. And that's when we saw those incredible pictures of him looking quite distressed and dishevelled, the long beard, the long hair, quite unkempt.
0: that vision was fascinating.
1: Who got that and how? We had word that there might be some changes happening with Ecuador and so that had actually come down I think almost a week earlier. There'd been some suggestion from Ecuador that that he might be kicked out of the embassy within hours or days and so immediately All of the international media went down to the Ecuador embassy. That's clearly, as a journalist and a camera operator, a shot you want to get. Mm. But you need to be there 24 hours a day. And most media organisations now simply don't have the resources to spend weeks and weeks there 24 hours a day and so then it became clear that Ecuador wasn't going to move as quickly as perhaps other people had thought and almost everybody pulled out. But the only media organisation which stayed was uh, was Ruptly, which is RT Television based from Russia and uh, and we get their emails, their client list emails. We know that they had kept a camera there 24 hours a day uh, in the days after it was first suggested that he might be kicked out and so they in the end were the only ones there who who still had the camera. Now whether or not they had any inside information about that this was about to happen um, not sure, but certainly they they were the only ones left still standing, and so they got these those world exclusive pictures. And where were you when you heard the news? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> in a particularly poor piece of timing at the gym at the time, and I'd just done about eight thousand burpees and was struggling over to get my water bottle, and then saw my phone. Had had eight missed calls in ten minutes, so I uh, was dripping with sweat, not a uh, not a scrap of makeup on, and ran outside to ring my editor and uh, and found out what had happened. So I had to. Quickly make my apologies to my poor gym instructor. <laughs> Although, kind of a
0: lucky yeah, escape yeah, for you. Yeah, that's right.
1: Exactly. No more burpees. But I did then have to run home, have the world's quickest shower, call a cab, and then uh, slap some makeup on in the cab. Not at all glamorous. And if anybody thinks working in television is glamorous, I have some very sad facts to share with them. <laughs>
0: We'll begin with that uh, breaking news tonight. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange has been arrested, dragged out of London's Ecuadorian embassy after seven years. Let's bring in European correspondent Laurel Irving now, live outside the Westminster Magistrates Court. Uh, Laurel, good evening. What has happened?
1: Good evening, Michael. Well, the Ecuadorian embassy in Ecuador has withdrawn its asylum for Julian Assange, essentially leaving him no legal protection. And so early this morning, British—you race straight to court. court. What was that like? It's interesting because everybody wants to be inside the courtroom. You need to be able to describe his appearance, his manner, his demeanour. You want to be able to hear exactly for yourself what um, the demeanour of the judge is, for instance and um, how many lawyers there are and just be able to describe and see for yourself what happened in court. And so the problem is with courts is that there's a limited amount of space and a story this big has international interest. So I had to get there as quickly as I could to be able to get a spot in court and as it happened I um, jagged the last press pass that was being given out so I knew I had a spot but I had to still... Waited around the front of the door of the courtroom for about three hours before Julian Assange was brought to the court, and uh, and brought in and and faced the court hearing. Seven News Europe correspondent Laurel Irving was in court for the decision. Laurel, what happened? Angie, it was a packed courtroom, dozens of lawyers, journalists from around the world, and some of Julian Assange's supporters. And in fact, when he came into the court, he waved at some of them and gave them a thumbs up, and then, in quite odd scenes, took out a book and started reading a book by American author Gore Vidal it was certainly a long way from the scenes of just a few hours. Of-
0: there are so many complexities to this. Mm. So for someone listening to this podcast, who's just thinking that like they vaguely know bits of the story, can you just lay out the basics for us? Lay out the facts. What is Julian Assange facing
1: right now? He has now been found guilty of breaching those bail conditions, so he will be sentenced for that. So that's why he's in custody, but he's also in custody over the US extradition. So the US had a lawyer in court um, for the time that he was being charged with skipping bail, and so they are parties to the proceedings if you like so they get a voice at the table. Sweden has not yet made any sort of uh, official request to extradite him. There is a move here in the UK to ask the Home Secretary of the UK to allow him to go back to Sweden. Apparently it is now that up to Sajid Javid who's the Home Secretary to decide what takes precedence and usually under UK law it's the charge that has the largest sentence. Now the charge that Julian Assange has been charged with by the US is conspiracy with a maximum penalty of five years. Now if he were to be charged with the serious sexual assault in Sweden it may well be longer than that. So there still has to be some decision made at UK level about Once the bail charge is dealt with, what happens then? And the judge did say that this was at the most serious end of of the skipping bail offence. And we also know he has zero sympathy for Julian Assange. He called him a narcissist in court. Julian Assange has said that he skipped bail because uh, he was worried that he wouldn't get a fair trial and he was worried that he would be handed over to extradition to the US. The judge said, well, you've had fair hearings at multiple levels of the US, of the UK justice system, so your argument is laughable. a weapon
0: on his hand? No, no, I haven't seen one yet. You guys got that guy crawling right now on the curb?
1: Of course the U.S. charges are about his time in WikiLeaks. We know that he set up WikiLeaks. We know that in 2010 there was that extraordinary release of documents, of um, video showing U.S. troops firing uh, from helicopters onto the ground in Iraq. And so uh, Julian Assange and his team both fear that if he is extradited to the U.S. that then he will face other charges which have much longer sentences uh, including possible espionage is what one of his his former lawyers suggested this week he may face and that, that faces jail time of up to 35 years. So still a lot of questions to be asked about Julian Assange and in the meantime he's he's living in jail in one of the UK's highest security prisons. It's where they keep uh, their most notorious criminals and terrorists as well. So life is very different for him. I'm sure if he thought it was difficult at the Ecuador embassy, it's uh, significantly more so right now in jail. So in terms of these US charges, obviously, um, well, there's
0: one charge now, Mm. but there's discussion of more charges. Mm. Would they have to be brought forward quite quickly or is that something that could play out when he goes over there if he's extradited
1: at all? It sounds like it's something that could be played out when he's over there. So uh, there's some suggestion the US would have brought the charge that they thought had the most chance of uh, winning extradition and so that's the charge they've brought. This is a conspiracy to uh Leak documents from the military in conjunction with Chelsea Manning, who was a military analyst at the time, and uh, herself has has uh, faced lengthy jail sentences and so um, Chelsea was working at the military at the time and uh, the US has emails from Julian Assange encouraging her to uh, get some more information and so that's what the conspiracy charge is around the release of those documents and video. Um, Whether or not then that prompts more and more serious charges in the US is certainly what has been speculated and uh, and that's why Julian Assange and his lawyers are going to be fighting extradition with everything they have. They've also asked for help from the Australian Government as well in that sense, but the Australian Government so far has just said, well...
0: Yeah, he'll be provided with the consular assistance as usual and, uh, and he'll have to face the justice system uh, when Australians go overseas and if they violate other countries' laws then obviously they have to face... Uh, the uh, process for for, for uh, those alleged actions,
1: and what are his lawyers saying? What do we think his defence will be? Haven't gone to that point yet in terms of uh, in terms of the extradition, uh, and we know that his lawyers, uh, for them, they see that this now as much a PR game as a legal game, and and they. Uh, you know, I spent a bit of time with his lawyer last week, Jennifer Robinson, who's also Australian, and she was saying there will be a real push now to um, paint him as the bad guy and uh, and to damage his reputation. And she was um, scoffing at those claims by Ecuador that he'd smeared faeces on the wall. She was just uh, reacting to that in disbelief and was just saying that this is clearly they're, tr- they're trying to Take him down and, and make him very an un, an unsympathetic character, and uh, and that this is the part of the, the the campaign, I guess, to to smear Julian Assange's name,
0: and the man who was overseeing the investigation into Hillary's illegal server, a server we now know Obama knew about, just found that out yesterday. Wikileaks. The more emails. WikiLeaks releases the more lines between the Clinton Foundation. The magnitude the of his input into Clinton sort of the US president. cases, especially with the 2016 election. Are you able to sort of sum up what what WikiLeaks involvement
1: was? Well, WikiLeaks uh, released uh, thousands and thousands of Hillary Clinton's emails, which uh, which Donald Trump then gl- gleefully pounced on and uh, and got people to turn against Hillary Clinton. It certainly Fed into this idea that Hillary Clinton uh, was doing the wrong thing, and uh, while well, she was Secretary of State, and so it's been most interesting actually to see Donald Trump, who again and again during his rallies in 2016 was talking about how much he loved WikiLeaks, and uh, and now that he's president and his government is pursuing extradition over the leaking of military documents, he uh, said last week after the arrest that. Um, Do you Still
0: about WikiLeaks. Uh, I know nothing about WikiLeaks. It's not my thing, and uh, I know there is something having to do with uh, Julian Assange. I've, I've been seeing what's happened with uh, Assange, and uh, that will be a determination. I would imagine mostly by the Attorney General, who's doing an excellent job. So he'll be making a uh, determination. I know nothing really about him. It's not my it's not my deal in life.
1: WikiLeaks is very, very used to being used as a political football, and um, and we know, of course, that certainly a, th- a school of thought that suggests WikiLeaks has a tie to Russia as well. So it's been it's it's very murky, but WikiLeaks is still operating uh, even without its its founder and uh, and still releasing documents on its website and uh, and still doing the work that it originally was set up to do by by Julian Assange.
0: You will be releasing it in several batches as you are finishing it from a journalistic standpoint. How many batches, as you describe them, do you think you'll be releasing in Well, something that keeps being brought up, maybe not in the legal battle yet, but definitely the PR battle, is the fact he's being labelled a journalist, that he's not done anything wrong, he's gotten information from sources, he's just published publishing the information. Is there much chat about that over in the UK? You know, is he seen as a
1: journalist or is he seen as sort of this, this freedom fighter or, or, or as a villain? Both. Uh, like everywhere in the world, I think there's certainly divided opinion about Julian Assange, Uh, certainly the UK government appears to have no sympathy for him and says that this is time he faced justice Uh, his lawyers are certainly arguing he is a journalist and what he did is what every journalist has done at some point which is uh, get information from a source and publish that information in the public interest Uh, they're certainly arguing that this sets a very dangerous precedence for journalists that uh, if you publish something that's true from a source about the US then you might face punishment or justice and um There are certainly critics of Julian Assange about the way he's gone about it, but others who genuinely believe. And you know, we know he's had a lot of high-profile support. I mean, his his lawyers have included Jeffrey Robertson, Amal Clooney, and now we've got uh, Jennifer Robinson. And uh, we know that he's attracted a lot of high-profile support from people like Pamela Anderson, infamously uh, around the world. Just to make it even more bizarre. many elements to this story that are just utterly fascinating. We know that everybody has an opinion, you know, as we started talking out every everybody has an own opinion about who Julian Assange is and what his motivation was and whether or not what he has done is a good thing and the way he's gone about it is is the way he should go about it and that will continue this will be something that will be debated for a very long time. Absolutely and we'll be watching closely I'm sure you've got a front row seat to history here
0: so you'll be following along what happens. Absolutely
1: it's uh it's actually an incredible element of my job that I do get to be in court with people like this and see what happens firsthand and and speak to the people surrounding him um on a personal level it's uh It's a story I will not forget, that's for sure. Well, we'll keep watching your reports. Thanks so much for your time, Laurel. You're welcome.
0: That is your news fix for this week. Every week, we'll dig a little deeper and go behind the headlines. Please subscribe if you have a moment and send us your feedback to podcasts at seven.com.au. News Fix is produced by Seven West Media. Supervising producer is John Buck. Our executive producer is Nikki Hamilton. And the director of news and public affairs is Craig McPherson. I'm Cyan Doherty. Thanks for listening.